we actually met at a bar. <laughs> Wrong. And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening? I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And welcome to the Chris and Christine Show's inaugural episode. Do-do-do-do! Fantastic. That's wonderful. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? Awesome, awesome. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the show, Christine. So we are going to start off this inaugural episode with telling you a little bit about the two of us. So I'm going to kick it off. So okay, go right ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Chris and I, well, we met about a year and three months ago. We've been dating. Well, someone's for, counting. <laughs> we, we've been dating for that long. And Chris, do you want to tell them how we met? We actually met at a bar. <laughs> wrong. Uh, uh, wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, we met on Match.com. Well, then we actually met on a bar. But, you know, like we met at Match, but that was kind of like the, hey, what's up? But then it went to texting and then it went to, hey, um, there's a bar by your place. You want to meet me there one night, get a couple drinks? And there you go. And then I stepped out of my car and the world as you knew it before Christine was over and you walked into this new glorious chapter of life yes exactly <laughs> hashtag what she said that's what i always say hashtag what she said so anyways we're gonna start off this show christine has a few topics and we're gonna try this thing out it's like our first time doing this we've neither one of us has ever done anything like this before so i just okay christine go ahead and take it away yeah so uh we're gonna tackle a bunch of different topics through our podcast we are coining it as the podcast for everyone we are going to try and keep it pg of course well, because course. we have children and of we course and we, we want them to be able to listen oh, to that's it that's another thing we should probably talk about our kids huh yeah we're gonna we talk well we don't have kids together let's put that out there right now <laughs> I mean, so. unless you count a number of different pictures of turtles, which I count as my children. Well, sure. And I caught my cars as my children, so I <laughs> guess we got that too. Well, so we're going to tell you a little bit about, um, we're going to talk about relationships on here. We're going to talk about life. We're going to cover some hot topics. Chris will take us to the man cave and talk about some men only topics. But ladies, I would encourage you to listen in because this man is overflowing with words of wisdom. That's right. Always. Yep. Always, always. <laughs> so anyway. So uh, we're going to we're going to tackle relationship issues because the truth is we both have battled the online dating scene. And so we know the good, the and bad. And the real dating scene, too. And so the real I, dating scene. Let's not be uh, coy about that. Right. So we've, we've encountered the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so that'll be woven into our discussions here. Uh, but we're going to start off with talking a little bit about our our lives. So, Chris, why don't you take it off? Okay, so here we go. So, my name is Chris, and I'm a single father, and I have two boys. Uh, let's see, how old are they? Are? I got the little <laughs> one and the bigger one. I think the little one, he's, uh, what is he, seven now? Yes, he's yes, seven. He's, you know this. Yeah, Mason. Yeah, he's seven years old. He's actually in second grade. They just had their first week of school last week. So this is their first official week uh, coming up here. 
And uh, my older one is... Uh, his name is Jacob. Jake, yeah, that's right. Jacob. <laughs> yeah, he's Jacob, and he's uh, nine years old. He's gonna be ten next year. Big ten years old. It's pretty scary. He's like uh, super responsible, though. You know, he only drives me around when I've drinking too much, and he's good to go. But uh, he's in uh, fourth grade this year, and I'm a single father, and I've been doing this for a while now. It's a little tricky, and they drive me nuts. But uh, what are you gonna do? You know. They're on 18 yet, so I can't kick them out quite yet. But uh, that day is coming. We do have a timer and a, and a clock counting down right now. So, yeah, maybe. Chris jokes a lot, but you you should see him. He's a pretty amazing father. Uh, it's one of the favorite my favorite things to see about him. So, uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about yourself, Chris? Anything about like your line of work or any of your hobbies? To be concluded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm Christine, and I'm a single mom to an amazing 14-year-old. His name is Ezekiel, and he just started high school. I, I really can't believe that I am the parent of a high schooler. I mean, I definitely don't look that old. Am I right, babe? Am uh, I right? Yeah, of course. You look beautiful. <laughs> there was hesitation right there. Well, I had to grab the microphone. The microphone was like way over there. Yeah, it's that, great, it. it's that great anti-aging skincare. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm a single mom to a 14-year-old kiddo, and he is listening, and he's very excited about this. Um, and let's see, what else about me? So I'm in education. I've been in education for, ooh, a lot of years, uh, like That's 16. Cool. Yeah, 16 years. So, wow. Yeah, it's a pretty long time, right? Well, longer than uh, your kid's been around. Right, yeah. That happened right before and yeah somewhere around then so uh anyway so um yeah so that's just a little bit about me and i think that it's important that you know these things about chris and i that we are parents that we are single parents that we are very very busy <laughs> both of us are have extremely busy schedules and we're always super super busy so getting together to actually do this is taking a lot of prep work and a lot of time so <laughs> but it's something which, that we are creating together which is really exciting i know it's just kind of fun figuring this thing out we're kind of figuring this thing out like i said neither one of us are actually like broadcasters or have even really talked into a microphone professionally <laughs> other than a phone it doesn't really count but I, you know, so I'm trying to figure this thing out as we go. It's like our first episode. So don't give us a break. All right. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> well, thanks for sticking here with us. So um, when we talk about relationship stuff, um, just know that we're real people. We have our own struggles and we don't profess to be experts. But I think that we've walked a journey that allows us to have some insights into lots of different situations that people might face. And so we're going to pull some of those things in. We're going to pull some of the humorous things and maybe some of the hard things from our own relationship that we've walked through that we think might help others. Perfect. That sounds wonderful and scripted. I love it so oh much. Oh my gosh, it was totally not scripted. I just speak that well. You do. You do. <laughs> wonderful. So uh, next thing that we are going to hop into is our first official foray into hot topics. What? Dun, dun, dun. Okay. All right, Chris. So I've got two hot topics for you, and these are hot off the presses. Okay, perfect. Let's go. Okay, so our first hot topic, Chris. Are you ready for this one? You know, I was born ready, baby. <laughs> so this has been one that's been in the news, but I got this article off of Outreach this morning, 
and it's about the impossible Whopper. Have you heard of it? Like a Burger King, the Whopper Burger King? Yeah, the impossible Whopper, though. What's so impossible about it? Yeah, so this one is a meat alternative burger, and it was just rolled out to 7,200 restaurants. A meatless burger? Because they're saying there's no meat in it, so it's like lettuce and tomato. It's like a veggie burger? I think that they said it's something like mung bean or black bean. I'm not quite sure what's in it. I was watching a commercial, uh, like a news story yesterday, and the people were saying that they could not taste the difference from real beef. Now, I know that's kind of hard to believe, but let me give you some other statistics here. So in April of this year, Del Taco... They launched their meatless tacos, and in their first two months, they sold two million tacos. It was their biggest product launch ever in the history of their company. Well, their tacos are already pretty cheap. I mean, were these things... Now, here's the thing. The price point on these uh, quote-unquote meatless or meat variety or whatever you want to call it, uh, tacos or burgers, are they cost, do they cost more or do they cost less than the regular standard ones? So the cost is not very significant to where it's making people make a different choice. But here, here's the thing that I found really interesting in this article is that in that news article that was published yesterday by Outreach, they argued that this is the beginning of the end of the beef industry. What? And... And the producer what? that is behind these alt burgers or AKA alt beef, their, their stocks are going through the roof. So it's being projected that this is the beginning of the end of the moo cow hamburger right. industry. What are your you thoughts? Know, well, okay. Here are my thoughts. First off, I think this is a bunch of vegan voodoo and I don't think, think that it's actually um, holding any water. You know, I mean, I bet you anything, millions of dollars, that I can tell the difference. Anybody can tell the difference between the a, a veggie bean patty and an actual cheeseburger with real meat made from the cow. I bet you can taste the difference. And you got the juices and you got all the flavors. You don't get that with a bean burger. Well, 26,000 blind taste tests would bl would beg to differ with you. Yeah, blind taste. They got no taste is what it is. <laughs> okay, now I'm just going to I'm going to hop in here. You know, Chris is a little bit of the harsh one, but for all of our vegan listeners, we are not offending you. I'm a fan of the alt beef. Well, I'm sure I love I've said Salads too. They're great. I have one today. You know? But I, I just was wondering about this whole idea. I mean, I remember back when Oprah had this big um, debacle that, like, I don't even know exactly what happened. It happened so long ago with the beef industry. But I remember there was this huge outcry from the, the cattle farmers when there was some comments about, like, the non-health benefits of, of beef. But I'm wondering... Why we're not hearing about this? Like, really, can you think of walking into a restaurant and having no real beef options? Like, here's your to yeah, tofu yeah, yeah, you know what that restaurant would look like? It would look like an empty building. Do you think so? You know, I was wondering about this. I was wondering if we actually did have more beef alternatives, if it would actually help the obesity crisis in the United States. But if isn't we this a fat, too? I bet, the, I bet the soybean and all that crap, it's probably, like, filled with lard and all kinds of fun stuff. I don't know. I think that we need to do some like 
Magnum PI investigation, like maybe we need to report back to our listeners about the health benefits. But, you know, that's really interesting you say that because one of my girlfriends and I, you know, we were at a girls weekend just this weekend. Of course you were. And we were talking about uh, beef alternatives. We went to some restaurant and we were asking about like a garden burger kind of thing. And so we were asking them if it was actually... Uh, vegetables or if it was other things because like you said there's all of these other types of ingredients that are put together give an illusion of healthier food but it actually isn't so I wonder alt beef is it actually healthier than traditional red meat let me tell you listen if the wheel still spins there's no need to reinvent it (laughs) so you're you're a fan of the cow well you're a fan of red meat Yes, definitely. Red meat, cooked meat, however you want to serve it to me. Caveman eat red meat? De- definitely. Definitely. I'll club it myself. I have to. That's what comes Hunter down gatherer, to. ladies and gentlemen. Well, beef, um, whether it's carne asada, well, that sounds good, or uh, you know, chicken, steak, whatever, fish, I'll eat fish too, pork, ribs, that's always good. You know, those things are American staple, you know. They are how we get live and how we survive. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would love to hear from you all out that are our faithful listeners and hopefully soon our subscribers to let us know what your opinion is on the alt beef dilemma. And maybe even if you've stopped by or after you listen to this, if you stop by one of those restaurants and you partake of it, we would love for you to do your own blind taste test. Somebody order a regular Whopper and somebody order the impossible one. Mix it up. Can you tell the difference? I think there was actually a game about that. Um, was it Burger King? Or whoever it was. Well, Burger, King, Burger King has the Whopper, right? Yeah. Okay, so Burger King, uh, one of them was going to have an actual like um, taste test. And they claim, now they claim, like you said... Uh, people can't tell the difference, but um, come on. I mean, I don't know. And and Burger King, if you're listening out there, we are open to corporate sponsors. And, <laughs> you know, this is some free press that we're giving you right here. So uh, you, you can know, take pe- one for the team and, and throw some Benjamins our way. Right. This it, is an unpaid advertisement, and this isn't even an advertisement. We really do want your opinion. And maybe, th- maybe that's going to be our date night this week. Maybe we're going to go have an Impossible Whopper. Sure. I'll try anything once. (laughs) Anyway, so so what's up next, baby? Okay, so our next topic is now this is from the Wall Street Journal. So are you ready for this one? My favorite favorite book. I always read the Wall Street Journal. Journal. (laughs) Wall Street Journal. That one too. Yeah. There you go. So this one's interesting. So this is not in the food industry. This is related to the labor market. So according to the Wall Street Journal this morning, there is a trend that is starting to rise around quote unquote tinderizing resumes according to the article gen z job seekers are not only including bios like you would see on a dating profile on their resume but they're also inserting clip art and even bitmojis i'm sorry bitmojis into the resumes like like the logo for our podcast bitmojis wait 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 on their actual resume they send to the boss they want to go work for Exactly. Or and the HR department, I guess, so to speak, in this day and world. But uh, so they, they put a bitmoji of themselves, uh, like a cartoon picture of themselves. What's up, what kind of bitmoji do you think they would actually use for that? I don't know. You know, we went through a lot of them when we were choosing the logo for our podcast. Like, do you think it's the one with like the coffee cup with a heart on the front of it? Or maybe, do you think it's that, the girl? Or, like... I, I was thinking maybe the one where the guy's like half 
asleep and he's trying to get out of bed and he's like, need coffee. <laughs> like, like this is me right now. But when I get you to work, I'll be the guy that's like jumping out the window all like, yeah, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> I love or that the guy one. with coffee or too much coffee. It's like, this is me before. This is me after. <laughs> Do they send, actually send pictures too with their Yeah, thing? they actually. So there's, I saw an, a sample of these resumes during my research for this podcast today i was looking through some of the samples that they linked into the article and there's this one of a guy and it's like it's like a professional headshot and then underneath it's like enjoys walks on the beach hiking repelling creative innovative his resume his resume this is like i said it's tinderizing was this like for like a um like was he like shoot like a job for like a uh freelance photographer or anything like that no it's not like we're watching house hunters oh i love that show by the way i love that show about how like the couple is like a freelance uh basket weaver <laughs> on the beach and the mother they oh by the way they have like three dogs and their lo- their price range is like two million dollars and you know they're right. just they're- so th- this is like not that kind of a job these are people that are going for corporate positions the guy that i was looking at was going for something in a corporate field and um one of the skills that he noted was creativity and innovation such as the creation of this resume on adobe photoshop wow that's (laughs) impressive you know i'd hire hire him in a heartbeat right yeah the fact that he can actually create a resume so i mean the the language that's starting to be infused into these resumes is more in alignment with what you would see in those snippets on the swipe right, swipe left kind of dating apps. And so one of the things is that when these Gen Zers were asked why they were doing it, the resumes writer, the resume writer said, this is their only way to stand out from other candidates. Now, I really well, want your opinion wait, on this. Actually not having um, talent for the job that's not standing out. I, I, I See, that's what I, it just kind of threw me for a loop because it was, do you have to have something like, a logo, a mascot, a bitmoji, really, for your, your resume to stand apart. What happened to the good old days? Put a single-page resume with some great experience, get called for an interview, and that was enough. Why do we have to be so flashy? Well, I think it, in the world of Instagram, in the world of Facebook, in the world of the getting the perfect selfie, in the world of – what's that with the fat – uh, um, the one that has, puts little flowers on your head – Oh, oh Snapchat. 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 Yeah, Snapchat. 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 Oh, I can't think about that. Is Snapchat still around? Is this still a thing? Yeah, it's still a thing. And oh, people are still know. putting all the filters. And and that's a, that's what this article was saying is it's Instagramming and Tinderizing your resumes. And I'm just wondering, like, how would you handle that, Chris, if you were the hiring entity? I, let me tell you what I would do with that resume. <laughs> <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you what I'd do with the resume. Okay, if I saw a resume that was bedazzled <laughs> and it had, like, pictures of ponies and uh themselves riding a unicorn (laughs) (laughs) and and talking about walks on the beach and how they uh miss their ex-boyfriend so much you know what that would go straight to the bottom of the pile you know what it makes me think of it actually makes me think of that the person might have been watching one too many reruns of legally blonde like when elle woods hands her pink scented resume yeah it's like the pink scented resume that she hands to the law professor for her law internship and it's like Oh, it's scented and it's pink. No, ladies and gentlemen, we have to rescue (laughs) the resume. (laughs) This is Christine's personal campaign to rescue the resume. 
put the bitmojis down. Save them for your text messages. Lady, right. You don't need it, honey. Right. honey. And, all, and all, to, all to, to all of you uh, millennials out there that think you can graduate and be CEO <laughs> um, day one, good luck. <laughs> okay. No, we're not trying to bash on any specific generation here. We really aren't. We're of just, course we're not. We just, wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> we just um, we have a lot of conversations around um, – just like the current approaches to trying to secure jobs and, and a, kind of an entitlement mentality. And I'm wondering if the resume kind of goes into that, like you have to notice me or kind of attention seeking. Maybe it's selfie culture. Well, I, I, do I don't know. know. There, I do realize there are a ton, a ton of uh, people out there looking at the market right now for jobs and a resume might get tough. You know, I mean, I mean, how many, um, you know, beach basket weavers can there possibly be? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that what 300,000 a year to do it. I don't know. You know what I would really love is if somebody would send me and of course black out the names and any identifying characteristics. I would love to see some of these like Instagrammy tender tindery bitmoji resumes. You can you can send them to us. We'll be when we publish this, we'll be linking our new uh, Chris and Christine show Gmail account so that you can send us some of these samples. Don't send us hate mail. We don't want to hear it. Pam, Sheila, don't DM us. Who? Karen, all these people. I didn't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, baby. So what's uh, what's happening next? What do you got? All right. Well, those were some very hot topics, but the next one comes to you straight from Chris's nine-year-old son, Jacob, who helped us out with our inaugural edition of Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Would Let's You play. Rather. Okay. We're going to play Would You Rather. All right, okay. Chris. Yeah. Now, this one is from Jacob, and he okay. would like to know, Okay. would you rather be a famous YouTuber or live in a mansion? I think I'd rather live in a mansion. Why? Because... Why? Because uh, YouTube thing, is that thing still around? Is that just a fad? And mansions are solid brick buildings. They're not going anywhere. Unless an earthquake, maybe. But a YouTube star, I mean, those guys got like a flash in the pan. You know, they're like, boom. And then who, what now? But a mansion? Hey, if you actually, now, do I actually own this mansion right out? Do I have to pay taxes on this? I don't matter? know. That's a good, that's a good question. But I'm kind of wondering now about this YouTuber thing, since you kind of hit on that. Are there any YouTubers that have made it big on YouTube and then crossed over to make it big on like movies or television? No, but I think there was one that was on like Dances with the Stars. Okay. You know, that that's where they get their pool of people. It's like YouTube stars. You're uh, on wa- a roll today. Washed out athletes. <laughs> Uh, B second B rated reality stars. Wow, can you guys can you sense the disdain from Chris? Wow, it's just dripping tonight on a Sunday night. Well, it's dripping because it's so hot. You know, it's like <laughs> it a, it's, ten thousand degrees in here. Ten thousand degrees of of heck in San Diego. All right, what else so. you got? Anything else? All right, so so you would rather live in a mansion? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, of course. I would like to live in the coolest house in the world. Yes, that would be. And what's the one thing that you would have to have in your mansion? Oh gosh, the one thing I'd have uh, definitely a couch, maybe a bed, a place <laughs> to sleep. You know, otherwise just sleep on the oh, ground. With a refrigerator, maybe an oven too. I'm like building the house right now. <laughs> I think that, um, yeah, the basic stuff. I mean, 
I don't need like a basketball court or anything like that. Oh, but I do want a cool garage. Yeah, though. with like, five Ferraris. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would want like the I want like the garage that have like the um, they're all car show parked in the garage, just perfectly aligned, perfectly detailed. They got the little velvet ropes around each one. <laughs> yeah. And they have like a little placard like where it came from and how much it's worth and how fast can it go. <laughs> You know, and a picture of me, of course, driving it or, or at least standing next to it. And your own personal podcast studio, of right? Course. Mm-hmm. That, well, definitely. That, right. I mean, this studio is legit. Yeah. I mean, who afforded this place? Yeah, I the, don't even know. The K2 studios are lit, people. They The K2 studios I mean, this are... place is amazing. I mean, the, the budget quality for this place is <laughs> unbelievable. It must be all of those corporate sponsors that we have knocking it, at our door. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, <laughs> gosh, I can't mention any of them right now, but um, someday. <laughs> yeah, someday we'll list them for you. Well, you know, everybody, we just want to... Thank you. This has been so much fun launching our first episode. Definitely. Definitely. And um, thank you so much for listening. And I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week. Keep moving forward, baby.